What's up, motherfucker? Hold on, I hope y'all watching this shit. First round, real quick. That are in those training rooms with him know how good. Because he, he just knocks dudes out real quick in the first round. Yeah, but and now we're gonna get a good. I might fuck with this guy. He just to me. He just, I thought he was a con artist. No, just based off his look. They're at edge. Holy shit! What the hell just happened? What's up, motherfucker? Welcome to GSR Gonzo Sports on Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. Got a pretty big show planned for tonight. We'll talk about March Madness coming up. Gonna be a crazy last Saturday. There was nine ranked teams got beat. Talk about uh, the Colts are sending out mixed messages between Frank Wright and uh, the GM over Carson Wentz. Uh, MLB strike. We'll uh, catch up on that. Uh, talk about the Lakers. Are they a playoff team? Uh, are the Nets going to be a playoff uh, threat with uh, getting Durant back and should be getting Simmons at some point? Um, and we'll talk. Uh, Devin Booker enters the health and safety protocols in the NBA. First case we've heard anything about for a while in the NBA. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Before we get started, don't forget we're live Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern. With Easy Money, a sports betting show, we're giving out winners. Come join us. Uh, you can. Uh, we're live on U uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're also live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern with GSR Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, it's our sports talk show. You can, uh, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch with that. Uh, you can also find GSR Gonzo Sports Room and Easy Money, a sports betting show, in podcast form at Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, most places you listen to podcasts, you can find us. We also have a new pro wrestling podcast out, GWR Gonzo's Wrestling Room. It's a weekly podcast. 
do episodes drop every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we just dropped the, the sixth episode last Sunday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Most places, places you listen to podcasts, you can find it. And if you'd like to listen to or watch the video version of it, you can find the video version of GWR uh, on YouTube at Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, so you got different options of uh, either listening or watching it. Follow us on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. That's where we post all information about our shows. Check out our YouTube page at Gonzo Sports Room. Please hit that subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, check out our merch store, streamlabs.com forward slash Gonzalez Sports forward slash merch. You can see some of our t-shirts behind me here. We have hats, hoodies, long, long sleeve tees. Have some new stuff coming here real soon. And I will also have some uh, new GWR shirts on hand here real soon for anybody that would like to get one of them, get with me, and uh, we'll get you taken care of. But all right, let's get ready to talk some sports. Quite a bit to talk talk about tonight. Uh, first thing I want first thing I want to jump into is the Indianapolis Colts and what and uh, the different messages that are coming out from the Colts about Carson Wentz. As you can tell with the hat and the shirt and everything, and you see other Colts stuff. I'm a big Colts fan, but not just that. Frank Reich said he, that he believes in Carson Wentz, and he said, I stuck, his quote was, I stuck my neck out for him. Are we, is he saying that, saying he still believes in Carson Wentz and he wants him? Or is he saying that in, I stuck my my neck out for him and he didn't, he didn't uh, keep his end of the bargain? Uh, I think, I think. Frank Reich really still wants Wentz. Uh, I think the I think Carson Wentz is the best option for the Colts right now. Uh, Ballard, he made it sound mixed. He he didn't back he didn't 100 back Wentz, but he didn't say it was a done deal. Wentz is gone. Uh, all the reports make it sound like Wentz that Wentz is out of Indianapolis. Uh, but to me, I think Carson Wentz is the best option for the Colts, unless you're going to get a guy like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, who's who's on the QB market right now. That's other than them two guys, that's better than Wentz. Are you going to try to get Garoppolo from San Francisco? Is Jimmy Garoppolo really that big of an upgrade over Carson Wentz? I don't think so. Um, I mean, who who else is going to be available? You got Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo might be available. Uh, you might you might get a guy like a Jameis Winston or something to be available. Uh, but is he is he an upgrade? Well, we. He was playing good last year before he got hurt, but is he going to be able to stay, stay healthy? He had health problems when he played in Tampa Bay. Garoppolo's had health problems just like Wentz has had health problems. So it's not like uh, – so I'm not – I don't know who they would upgrade with. Do they do they think Sam Ellinger is going to be the – is Sam Ellinger going to be the answer? Are we going to get rid of Wentz to avoid having to pay him like $25 million this year or – I think it's 25, 27 million we Colts will uh, be paying them this year and uh, see what Sam Ellinger has. Because I haven't heard nothing good about, I mean, I, I haven't heard anything bad about Sam Ellinger, but it ain't like we've heard reports that Sam, that Sam Ellinger has just been uh, fucking lighting it up uh, at practice or stuff over the year. I mean, they were prepared to, they were, were going to start him, or they did start him one game, I think, last year when, uh, or no, Wentz ended up getting a play, didn't he? He got to end up because he got back from COVID and was able to play out things. So maybe they didn't start him last year, but I don't see Ellinger be the answer. And unless you can get Wilson or Rodgers, who are you going to get that's better than Carson Wentz? And why is Carson Wentz be, being the scapegoat here and taking all the blame? 
Uh, I mean, Frank Wright needs to take some of the blame uh, for the last two games of the season with play calling and uh, some of the decisions that were made. Uh, the offensive line has to take some of the blame the last blame the last two games. They put they played like shit the last two games were flat terrible. And not making excuses because Carson Wentz didn't play great the last two games either. But it wasn't all Carson Wentz that caused our season just to go down. A lot, a lot of offensive line didn't play very well the last two seasons. Our receiving core ended up not being, I'm not saying they're garbage, but they're not. They were not top level receiving core. Hilton being hurt a lot of the year hurt us. Uh, Paris Campbell can't, hasn't had no luck staying healthy. That hurts us. We got to get some help at receiver. We got to get another number one. I think Pittman might be able to develop into maybe a number one. If not, he'll be a strong number two if, if we can get, if, especially if we can get a, a proven number one in free agency. And then you have Pittman on the other side. Then it makes defenses have to try to double team one of them. That's going to open things up for the quarterback. Well, last year with the Colts, Hilton went in a lot, so they didn't have to double team. And if they did double team, they double team Pittman. And who else was who else was he going to throw the ball to? Campbell was hurt. Uh, and the other, I mean, you had some guys, Pascal, Pascal stepped up, made some catches. You had some guys that stepped up and made catches here and there. You didn't have that receiver that could get open. That you could say, hit and make sure you got in a one-on-one matchup and you knew he was going to get open and you, you could, you could throw the ball up to him. And then, and then on the coaching side of it, the Colts play call got, just got, they, they, just got so fucking conservative all of a sudden. It was like it was, you could. It was like Frank Wright didn't trust the offense. He would. It, it just got too conservative. And then when the run game was working, we start trying to throw the ball. It's some. It's sometimes that it's like he like Frank Wright tries to get uh, too cute. Too cute. Sometimes instead of if if you're running the ball and you're handing it to fucking Taylor and he's get and he's getting. Uh, Four or five yards of carry. Why? Why the fuck stop running the ball? Why? Why all of a sudden let's throw the ball through three straight down? Keep running the damn ball until they stop it. If you only throw the ball 19, 15 to nineteen times that game, so fucking be it. Run the ball. They start stopping the run. Then go. Then go to your pass more. You know what I'm saying? Just run, run, run. You don't run the ball three straight times and get five yards and then pass the ball for the next four plays. Run the ball three or four, three times, get five yard each carry, take a shot on first down, run the ball on second down, see what you get, and then decide what you want to do on third down. But we, the Colts got too, way too conservative a lot last year, especially late in the season. But for Carson Wentz to take all the blame, to me, is just crazy. Uh, I, I don't see the, where the Colts are going to get a better option this year. I think Wentz is going to end up in Indianapolis. Uh, like I said, unless you get, Unless somehow you're making a deal for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, I don't see. I don't see how the Colts move on from wins. I just don't think there's going to be a, a better option out there. Uh, okay. uh, we'll stay with football for now. Let's go, go ahead and talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals signed Cliff Kingsbury to a, a contract extension today. Uh, to me, to me, this is kind of maybe a slap in the face to Murray, because uh, Murray, as you know, with his agent, just they put out a contract proposal just the other day uh, to Arizona to kind of, kind of, in my theory, to kind of put pressure on the Cardinals because all this stuff was coming out about 
Murray was immature. Murray Murray was hard to work with. He didn't uh, he didn't want to be there. Everything was coming out. So then Murray and his agent basically done this to show, hey, no, he's committed to being here. He wants to be here and he wants to try to win championships here. And they sent a contract proposal to the Cardinals and then released a letter on social media and stuff and basically told people what was going on. And the Cardinals really didn't say much at all back to that. And then the next day, they signed they signed a coach to a big to a big contract extension. I hear a lot of people asking, "Does did Clingsbury deserve a contract extension?" I think he did. I don't know if I'd, I think they gave him five years. I don't know if I'd have done five years, but I guess he gave him an extension. Uh, I mean, he did have the team eleven and six, uh, and look at the injuries they battled. Uh, Murray was hurt off and on this season. Uh, Hopkins missed a lot a lot of time this season. If them guys are healthy, they're probably in the playoffs and probably have a bet. Might only have three or four losses on the season. And to finish eleven to six with the injuries they had to key players, uh, I think Kings, I think Kingsbury did a pretty good job. And the year before, they got off to a hot start, and then they did fade toward the end of the season. This year, I think more of the fade toward the end of the season had had to do with injuries to key players. Uh, the main one being Murray, the main two being Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, not having them both uh, healthy uh, really hurt the Cardinals. They, they still got to improve a little bit on defense. Uh, but I think, the Card- I think the Cardinals are going to be a team uh, that's going to be right there in the mix uh, next season, uh, especially if Kyler Murray is healthy. But Arizona needs to get something figured out because they need to get him signed. Uh, you don't want him going in, going in on his last year on a, like a lame duck deal. Uh, and I got, I've been saying all along that I thought he was going to leave NFL to go to uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, I thought I, I thought he would play one contract in the NFL, and I, I, I thought he'd go to go play uh, baseball. I thought he wanted to make the money, then go play baseball. Where if he if he turns into a good player in baseball, he'll be able to make a lot more money, especially if he's a star, and he's going to be a star because he's going to have the all, everybody's going to be watching them, watching them play football. Is going to be watching them in baseball because they're going to want them to fail. That's just how our society is. You'll have a, you'll have some people that'll be rooting for him to do do well in baseball if he was to make the quit. But you'll have a bunch of people just waiting for him to fail, so they can jump on social media and bash him and talk shit because that's just what our society does. But of course, but from this letter him and his agent puts out, it looks like he's committed. And wants to be in uh, Arizona. Now it could just be a ploy by them to kind of get, get the negative attention off him and put it on on the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, if if he's committed and, and wanting to play, and him and Kingsbury can get along, uh, I, if I'm the Cardinals, I get him signed. I, I think he, I think he's a good player. Uh, they just gotta find a way to keep him healthy. Uh, and that's gonna start with the offensive line. The Cardinals have to improve their offensive line. It's not going to matter if Murray's if Murray stays or not. If they don't improve the offensive line, they're not going to they're not going to go far because he's going to get killed. He's going to get hurt. Kind of the same thing with the Bengals. Fix your damn offensive line, or if the Bengals and the Cardinals don't fix their offensive lines, they're going to have young quarterbacks that are going to end up end up like Andrew Luck did in Indianapolis, where the Colts didn't give him, they never protect him. And he retired early because of all the injuries that he uh, sustained because 
of a combination of the offensive line was terrible and Luck had the tendency to hold on to the ball too long to try to make the play, which uh, which I think Burrow and Murray both do sometimes as well, is hold on to the ball too long trying to make a play instead of just getting rid of the ball, not, not taking that big hit and living to play another play. Uh, I think all three of them guys would be well served uh, to try to get the ball out quicker and not take those big hits. But when you're a competitive, as competitive as these guys are, it's hard to say no. I'm, no, I'm I'm not going to try to fit that ball in there, make that throw. I'm just going to throw it away. We'll get it next play. Because you 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 want to you want to succeed at every play. You're not just trying to succeed here and there. So it's it's hard for them to just throw the ball away and give up on a play because they want to make every play work. That's how I mean when you're ultra competitive like that. These guys try strive for perfection, which we know you're never going to be perfect. But these guys strive; they hold themselves accountable at a high level. So when when they go back to pass and there ain't nothing there, I think it's hard for a lot of them just to throw the ball out of out of bounds and say, "All right, next the next play." They see somebody and they think they can fit that ball in there. They're a lot of a lot of quarterbacks are going to turn that ball loose. Uh, Another thing in football, real quick, Russell Wilson. Uh, I've been a lot of speculation that he's going to be leaving the Seahawks. Uh, I saw where Pete Carroll said that they absolutely, absolutely wanted Russell Wilson in Seattle as a quarterback. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I'm not going to lie. Hey, come on, Indianapolis. I know it's not going to happen. If he leaves Seattle, he's, he wants to, uh, him, especially with his wife, Sierra. Sierra they're going to want to be, I would say, in uh, California or Vegas, somewhere there. We're not coming to Indianapolis. Uh, would I love for him to be in Indianapolis? Yes, I'd love to have uh, Russell Wilson in Indianapolis. I just don't see it happening. Uh, I do see maybe him leaving, uh, especially if they don't do something to improve the team around him uh, so they can be contenders. I, I don't think he's going to stay there very long if they don't start putting some better talent around him. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this situation because you've heard a lot more from like his camp than you have him. Uh, I know the day somebody asked him about it and he said, uh, right now I, I, I play in Seattle and I love Seattle, but it was the right now I play. So who knows if he's going to be in Seattle for this season or not. All right, let's move over to talk some basketball. Actually, let's talk baseball first. Major League Baseball strike continues. Uh, the players and owners couldn't get nothing figured out yesterday. The players voted unanimously uh, to reject the offer from the owners. And then a few hours later, Manfred came out because they'd already threatened that if nothing got settled by yesterday that, or by the end of business yesterday, that regular season games would start to be canceled. So a couple hours later, Rob Manfred comes out and announces that the first two series of the uh, season are canceled. So that means anywhere between six to eight games for uh, each team have already been canceled. Uh, I think baseball is playing with a slippery slope here, at least MLB is. And what sucks about it is the MLB has like a stranglehold where no other organization can, can start up. Somebody needs to do away with that so where there could be some kind of baseball league form that maybe you could try to compete a little bit with MLB or be a better structured MLB because MLB is killing themselves. The owners are killing themselves 
Uh, I'm not going to blame it on the players because from what I see, the stuff the players are asking for isn't unreasonable. Uh, but for the owners, you already made yourself – guys made it look bad when COVID came around where you guys couldn't decide – each side couldn't decide on how many games to play and to get going. And it was the owners in, too, because the owners didn't want to pay the extra money to play more games. And now you're already canceling games this season. This ends up going a long time, and there's no no Major League Baseball season. MLB might be dead. I know people are going. People are going to say, "Oh, that's a hot. That's a hot take." No, that's not a hot take. That's the truth. If MLB don't play this season, MLB is probably dead. Look how bad the strike in the wall was at 94, 94, 95. Look how bad that strike hurt baseball, and how many, how long it took for baseball to recover. Baseball recovered by guys hitting home runs in the steroid era, and it, and then they turned the eye, turned their back on that, or turned their eye on that, act like they didn't know what was going on, then decide they want to punish some guys, keep them guys out of the Hall of Fame. So you already have people sour on the Baseball Hall of Fame, and then now you cancel a season because you you want all the power and don't don't want to give up. Don't want to give in to anything that the players are asking for. So we're going to cancel a season and you expect fans to be loyal. And when you start back up, to come right back and start buying those tickets again and to be as, as into it. And as a, as a, and as of a diehard fan, as they were before the strike, after you cancel a season, all because, all because you, all because you got these billionaire owners want to be, Basically greedy. I mean, they're just being hard nosed. They don't want to work with the players. It'd be one thing if they were working with the players and they couldn't come to the agreement. And then I'd be like, all right, both sides are both sides are acting stupid. They need to come to agreement. But the players are trying are are trying to work with the league, with the owners, but the owners are not trying to work. The owners are giving the same offer, basically basically the same damn offer every time. Not not changing anything to try to to try to get the players make the players happy you don't have to give in to everything they're asking for if at least but give in to something make them think they're getting something give them something so then they'll then they'll, you guys can sign a fucking collective bargaining agreement and we can start the fucking season and have some fucking baseball this summer how many of these players are going to end up going to japan or korea or other places to play because there's no place to play in the United States, because there can't be no other fucking leagues, because of a, some kind—I of, forget the exact what they call it—but it's like a stranglehold that fucking Major League Baseball has in the United States that keeps like any other professional baseball league from being allowed to form, which needs to be a done done away with. It's, that's complete bullshit. There it shouldn't be. They shouldn't be able to have a fucking monopoly over it. And Major League Baseball basically has a monopoly over baseball in the United States. I'll have to go back and look up, and I'll be I'll be able to tell you exactly like what that's what it's, what law it is or what rule I can be I can tell you exactly what it's called. But yeah, it's it's like they do they have it's basically a monopoly. No other professional baseball league can start in the United States unless I think unless they get like some kind of permission or rights or something from Major League Baseball. It, it's some fucked up thing. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know how the hell Major League Baseball ever got ever got anybody to agree to that. 
Uh, also in baseball, Jeter resigns from the Marlins as CEO, and he also gives uh, tells his percent, uh, took a buyout of his percent of the ownership. That his vision and the vision of the Miami Dolphins ownership didn't match anymore. Uh, so he decided it was his contract was up at the end of the season. So it's so to me there had to be some kind of rift because his contract was up at the end of the season. So why not just finish your contract out? And uh, he did not re not resign. I think there was some kind of rift. Plus, I think he was kind of, I think Jeter's kind of kind of also resigned when he did to kind of stand with the players uh, over the strike. Uh, I think I think some of that probably had something to do with it. Uh, I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of success while he was there. Um, I think I, I think they have a lot of talent in their uh, farm system mode because of him. And I think in a few years they will be good. But in the five, four or five years he's been there, he hasn't been there long enough, to, especially in a bat, in as bad of shape that the Miami Marlins was when Jeter got there as CEO. CEO. As bad of shape they were in, it's going, it was going, going to take long, uh, long, four or five years for him to get his players in there, his system, and the players that of all of the general manager and everybody that his team that he that he got them put in there. To, to change things there, and I just don't think they gave they gave Jeter long enough. Uh, but like I said, it, it sounded like it was his choice to leave, not not that they wanted him to leave. But to me, it sounded like there was some kind of rift there or something. I think it'll come out here sometime that there was a rift between him and the ownership, rest of the ownership, or he done this to stand with the players because he thinks what the owners are doing with this collective bargaining agreement is a bunch of bull. A bunch of bullshit. I, I can see it. I can see it being that too. All right, let's talk some college basketball. We got March Madness uh, approaching. One of one of my favorite times of the year. Love watching. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't watch like every college basketball game during the regular season. I watch a lot of IU games. Like I'm watching IU play right now. I use up 24-20 with uh, four minutes and 20 seconds left in the first half uh, over Rutgers. Uh, this is a big game for IU. They need to, they need to win, win some of these games down the stretch to get into the tournament. But, th but this March Madness is I'm even more excited for because there's so much parity in college basketball. Anybody can win March can win the tournament this year. There's not that one, just that one team that everybody thinks is just going to steamroll through everybody. There's a probably a group of seven or eight teams that could realistically win the March Madness basketball tournament this year. Uh, hell, look, just look, last Saturday, last Saturday you had nine ranked teams lose. Nine ranked teams lost last Saturday. And not just that. Out of those nine ranked teams, seven of them lost to unranked opponents. Out of the nine ranked teams that lost, only, two, only three of them, or no, two of them, excuse me, only two of them, Lost to another ranked team. Seven of them lost to non-ranked opponents. That's, that's how that's how uh, much parity there is in college basketball right now. Anybody can beat anybody on any given night. There's not that one team that you can just you can put your finger on like that's the favorite. That's who's going. I'm confident that you can be confident in that's going to win this tournament. Auburn's good. Baylor's good. Gonzaga's good. 
Purdue's good. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of good teams. That's not even everybody. You got a lot, a lot of good teams in college basketball this year. And, and as as March Madness gets closer, these games are even going to get tighter. And the thing, and I asked this question on the show I was on this morning, was does the Big Ten does the way the way the physical play in the Big Ten this physical style they play and with the conference being usually so good, pretty deep in basketball, with them battling each other, does that conference schedule, do they come out of that a little banged up and wore out? Does that hurt the Big Ten, Big Ten team going into the to the NCAA tournament, especially after they make it through that the conference regular season grind of the Big Ten and the physical play? Then you have the Big Ten tournament, and some of these teams need to do make a good a deep run in the Big Ten tournament to qualify for the NCAA tournament. So that physical play or, I mean, it's just a fact. Big, the Big Ten, Big Ten basketball is a lot more physical, more physical than some of the other conferences. Plus it's a deep conference in basketball. They'll get quite a few in the tournament. The problem is you'll see some of them drop in the tournament of fatigue, not just physical fatigue, mental fatigue. I think it's both. I think they get mentally fatigued and physically fatigued. And I think that I think the Big Ten conference schedule has a lot to do with it because of the grind that it is. You've got the rivalries where them teams go at it. Uh, you play most of them teams twice this, a year. Uh, and the and the Big Ten just it's a physical a physical brand of college basketball. Uh, I like I like it. I watch I, if I do watch college basketball, it's usually Big Ten. Most of the time when I watch college basketball, it's IU, it's the Indiana Hoosiers. I've been an IU fan since back when Bob Knight was there and winning championships. All right, now let's move over. We'll talk about the NBA a little bit before we get out of here. Are the Lakers are the Lakers going to be a playoff team? The Lakers, I think right now they'd be in the play-in game. Uh, they got beat last night by the Mavericks. Mavericks got up to a big out to a big lead. I think led by as many as like 20 points at one time. Uh, LeBron led the charge. Lakers came back. Actually took the lead at one point uh in the fourth quarter. But then then the Mavericks took over the last couple minutes of the game and uh came out of came out of there with a victory. Uh, Anthony Davis is hurt, didn't play. Uh, LeBron was doing everything he could. Now reports are coming out that Westbrook isn't happy, and that uh, they're going to be they're gonna, that basically they're going to be trading Westbrook uh, probably as soon as the season's over. Because I mean, trade the trade deadline up now, but but that already them already starting out where he's not happy and they're not happy with him. You're going to if you do make the playoffs, you're going to have how it, are you going to have a disinterested uh, Russell Westbrook? Uh, either sitting on the bench or playing, and you're going to need them to play. You don't have enough depth to realistically sit them on the bench, especially if you don't, if you're not at full strength, if Davis or LeBron or hurt. So I mean, you need what you need Westbrook to be in a good state of mind and be in, be interested. You don't want them to uh, go. You don't want to go in the playoffs with the unhappy Russell Westbrook that's disinterested in playing, uh, because at that point you might as well bench him. Because a disinterested, a disinterested 
Russell Westbrook is not going to do the Lakers no good. The Lakers need Westbrook to play good, good basketball, shoot efficiently, not shoot threes, get get to the rim, and, and hit knock down a knock down a couple mid range jumpers here and there. They don't aim to shoot threes. Play defense, get your rebounds, get some be a facilitator, some get some assists. They don't just go start chucking up threes. Use your ability to get to the rim. Use your ability to drive and pull, pull up and hit a little mid-range jumper. But don't chuck up threes. Don't be don't be Westbrook. Westbrook. Uh, I think the, I know if the Lakers do make the playoffs. I think they get beat first round in the playoffs. I just I, the way this team's constructed, I don't see them making a deep run. Uh, I mean, like I said, LeBron played his ass off last night, and they still fell short to the Mavericks. I just don't think that, see them the way they're constructed to be able to beat many of the, many of the playoff teams out of the West in a in a playoff series. Uh, I just I, I think the Lakers, if they they're a play in team, if they do make the play in, I think they'll win the play in game, and then they'll or win the play in game and play in series, and then they they'll get bounced first round of the playoffs. Uh, I, I think the Suns are, are basically are probably the team to beat right now, but just found out today Devin Booker has entered uh, entered health and safety protocols, so we'll see how that affects the Suns. They're out in first place, but I think they're four or five games ahead of uh, Golden State. So, but they're they already they're already missing Chris Paul. Now you're missing Booker. That's your that's your two main. I mean that's your two main guns out. So. Uh, for the Suns' sake, I hope Booker gets back soon. And I know how COVID shit feels, so I wish him all the best and I hope he gets healthy soon. But the other team, that the other team in the East, that I think could sneak up on people right now. I think they're at like the eighth or ninth seed. Uh, is the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, Durant return. Durant's making his return tomorrow. You're going to get. Ben Simmons back at some point. Uh, the the vaccine mandate might be getting lifted lifted in New York, where where you'll get Kyrie Irving uh, full time instead of just on road games. If that if you get Irving back, or you get to use him all the time, and and Durant's healthy, and then you get Simmons back a few weeks, at least a few weeks before the playoffs, where you can build a chem three can start building the chemistry together. And then with Curry and Drummond and other guys that the Nets have, the Nets could be, the Nets could, uh, could be a hard out in the playoffs. If they, if they get healthy, Durant's coming back tomorrow. If he can stay healthy, if then Sim, if they get Simmons on the court and he's in the right frame of mind and don't worry about shooting threes, just play your game. And, you, and then you have Curry that can knock down threes. You have another big guy with Drummond that can help you down low. Uh, I think the Nets. I think I'm not saying the Nets are going to win the East because right now the Sixers are looking awful good with with uh, Embiid and Harden leaving leading the way. Uh, the Bulls are good. The Heat are good. I mean, the East the East is going to be fun to watch this year in the playoffs. I think there's going to be, you know, and even in the West, all the NBA playoffs should be fun. I mean, there should be some good uh, first round matchups that are going to be fun and exciting matchups to watch. Uh, so I'm. This is one of the. One of the years I'm kind of excited for the NBA playoffs because there's not a clear-cut team that's just going to 
and everybody thinks just going to run away with it. I mean, the Suns are the best or or the best right now, but I can see the Warriors beating the uh, Suns if the Warriors are healthy. Uh, I mean, there's Utah Jazz are a good team. I mean, there's a lot of good teams out there that's here in the NBA. Like college basketball, you're starting to see a lot more parity in the NBA, which is fun to see. I wish my Indiana Pacers would figure it out, which uh, they're on right now. I'll probably turn over here in a few. Right now, I'm watching the Hoosiers. But all right, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Don't forget, we're live Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern with Easy Money, a sports betting show. That show is live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Gonzo Sports Room. Then we're also live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern with GSR Gonzo Sports Room. That show is also live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, you can find both those shows at Gonzo Sports Room, or at both them shows, Gonzo Sports Room and Easy Money, a sports betting show in podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, most places you listen to podcasts, uh, you can find us. We also have a new pro wrestling podcast out, GWR Gonzo's Wrestling Room. Uh, it's a weekly pro wrestling podcast. New episodes drop every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern. We just dropped our sixth episode of the GWR uh, weekly uh, pro wrestling podcast last Sunday. Uh, go check it out. Uh, we, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Google Podcasts. And then you can also find a video version of GWR Gonzo's Wrestling Room on our YouTube page at Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, if you'd rather watch the video version than just listen to the uh, podcast version. Also, if you listen to the podcast version, please rate and review. We greatly appreciate it. Check out our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. That's where we post everything about our shows, whether it's our daily sports, daily picks for uh, Easy Money, our sports betting show, interview announcements, big show announcements. Everything goes to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Gonzo Sports Room. Check out our YouTube page. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell so you get notifications of when we're live. Uh, so you don't, so you never miss it. Also, please hit them like buttons, hit those share buttons as well. We greatly appreciate it. If you're watching on Facebook, please hit the follow and the like buttons. Uh, please share it. Like I said, if you're listening to it in the podcast form, please rate and review. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, check out our merch store, streamlabs.com forward slash Gonzalez sports forward slash merch. Uh, we have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, a lot of different things on there. You can see some of our t-shirts here behind me. Uh, here in about a week and a half to two weeks, I will have some uh, new GWR shirts on hand. If you'd like to get one of those, get with me, and uh, we will get them out to you. But we'll have some new GWR GWR shirts on hand uh, here in the next week and a half or so. So uh, get with me, and I'll get I'll get your shirt to you. If you would like to order a shirt, get with me, and uh, I'll make sure I'll make sure we'll get we'll figure out how to get the shirt to you. Don't forget this Sunday, big pro wrestling show. If you're a pro wrestling fan uh, in Greenfield, Indiana, as Summit Pro presents Danger Zone as a stacked card, going to be a great show. Doors open at three. Bell time is at four this Sunday, Greenfield, Indiana. For more for more information, check out Summit Pro on Facebook or check out uh, our social media at Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, we'll post flyers on there. We will be at Summit Pro Danger Zone. And we'll be, we will be streaming it live on YouTube and Twitch.
So if you can't make it to Greenfield, Indiana, come join us on YouTube and Twitch and watch a great wrestling show. Uh, support independent wrestling. We will see you guys tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern with Easy Money and Sports Betting Show. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hope everybody has a great night. Peace.